Come on, Steve. We've got D in the carpet. Failure is not an option. It's a problem of motivation, all right? Boy's got a mouth like a cannon, always shooting it off. Yeah, something like that. It's the good stuff. And here we go! Shake it back! <laughs> Does that feel good? Yeah, it rhymes. They're both verbs. Awesome. So listen to that. Those are the words that my great grandfather used to tell my father every time he began to tell him a story or teach him a lesson. And so those are the words that I, I tell to you as we begin this brand new endeavor, this journey of what it means to start living strictly outside the lines. My name is Baruch Dubrow, and I am your host. I want to take a minute to thank you for joining me on this journey. This is something that's been a long time in development many many years and it's it's been a journey because i've had to learn things about myself i've had to learn things about my purpose about getting outside the lines and i've had to learn how to share things in, in, in the right way for people to be able to hear it and understand it so i want to thank you again for joining me on this journey and i want to acknowledge the fact that you are taking a step in the direction of getting outside your own lines you're taking a step in the right direction towards developing yourself, growing yourself, improving the life that you have set out ahead of you. You know, in this first episode, it's going to be an introductory episode. And, and in this episode, we're going to talk about who I am and why I've created this show. We're going to talk about what this show is about. And we're going to talk about who it is for. So who am I? Well, as I mentioned before, my name is Baruch Dubrow. I am an educator, an exceptional development coach, I'm a father, a husband, and I am a Chabad Orthodox rabbi. One of my core principles and beliefs, because I believe that we are more about who, who we are, how we act, um, you know, our, our core values, and less about necessarily the things that we've done throughout our life. So to give you an insight into to really who I am at my core is I, I'm somebody, I'm an encourager, I am a supporter. I'm somebody who believes in the possibility and the potential within everybody. And I I will fight tooth and nail to have a person meet that potential, to reach that potential. You know, I believe that we were put on this earth with a unique purpose, a path, a mission that only we can accomplish. I do not believe that we were put here just because and we're just meant to go through our life um, living life the way everybody wants us to live life and just doing things by rote, you know, going to job, making money and spending that money on something. I, I really do believe that there is something that we are meant to accomplish and only we can accomplish that. You know, there's a saying that uh, your birthday is the day that God decided the world could not continue to exist without you. And I really, I, I, I subscribe to that. <laughs> it's my personal belief. It's something I've taken with me throughout the years. And it's something I want to share with you. So because this is my belief that everybody has a unique purpose and a path that they are meant to forge, not a path that they're meant to follow, a path they are meant to forge and a mission that they are meant to accomplish, my role over the years really has become one where I help people to accomplish that mission, to find that purpose, to discover that path, you know, one where 
it's outside the lines, as we say. Um, you know, the way we do that is by challenging the status quo, by challenging the norms. Again, I, I do not believe that we are meant to do things the way everybody is doing things. You know, we are as unique as our fingerprints are. Our mission is as unique as our fingerprints are. If every snowflake is different than the other, then every person is different than the one next to him. At the end of the day, for me, it boils down to one very simple statement. I am here to educate and empower people to discover their purpose so that they can create a life of meaning and impact. And when we do that, when we discover our purpose and we forge ahead on that path and we create that path, that is where meaning and impact comes from. Meaning and impact does not come from having a ton of money. That would be helpful. It would definitely uh, be beneficial for us, but it's not really where it comes from. So how did I get from where I was to where I am today? As I mentioned before, I'm an educator. The funny thing with that is before I started, I, I swore I would never be an educator. I swore I would never be a teacher. Um, I absolutely hated school growing up. It was not something I have a fond memory of. Um, and there's many reasons for that. I was always the odd one out, as we'll go into for, for various reasons. But I was always the odd one out. I was, I was the weird kid. Um, primarily because I was creative and imaginative. But I did not have very good memories in schooling. I could count on one hand <laughs> the amount of teachers that I had um, that you know had a positive, a positive influence and a positive impact on my life. And I could probably do it on less than five fingers. Um, so when it came to it and, you know, career day, what are you going to do when you grow up? Who are you going to be? What are you going to be? Being a teacher was not one of them. It was one of those things that I swore off. Um, but as you'll come to learn about me, part of my story is that all the things that I swore I would never do, I ended up doing. So you can bet your bottom dollar that right now I swear I will never be a multimillionaire. <laughs> We're working on that one right now. Um, but as luck would have it, um, when I ended up moving to Los Angeles, California. And, and when I was around 21 years old, I started looking for a job. I needed a way of making money because I was getting ready to get married. Um, well, the thing that I knew that I could do and the thing that I had done was education. It started off when I was a camp counselor at the age of 15, 16 years old. Um, I was given a bunk of boys who pretty much nobody else could handle. The head counselor couldn't handle them. The other counselors couldn't handle them. The director had nothing. They didn't want anything to do with them. And so they were given to me. Um, and I had this way of understanding them. These boys were, were boys that were mislabeled, misunderstood, and, and I connected with them. And that's really where things started off. And so when it came time that my, my time in school was done and I had to figure out how am I going to make money? Well, I, I knew how to work with kids. So that's the route I went. I started off as a, as a tutor at a private Jewish day school, and then I became a special ed, uh, special ed tutor, um, primarily just because I was tutoring kids that had special ed, you know, special educational needs. Um, from there, I went on to working in the first Jewish Montessori school in Los Angeles, California. Um, I worked there for a couple of years. I was one of the founding teachers there. Um, and then I, you know, I just kind of progressed and kept going that that direction, that route. Um, and at the end of the day, it was never really about the academics. That was a part of it. But what I realized was, to me, what was more important is building character. 
developing skill sets within these individuals, building their confidence, because nine, 95% of them, the ones that I was working with, had major confidence issues. And the other 5% had major confidence issues in the, in the fact that they were overconfident and it was becoming it was coming from a place where they had a lack of confidence. So really what I found was I was aiming more towards becoming an educator in the sense of helping individuals build character and build their skill set and build their confidence and build their personal identity. So fast forward to, uh, I don't know what year it was, um, 2014, I believe it was at the end of 2014, December 2014, um, beginning of 2015 in January, I took up a position as what was known as a para, a paraprofessional. I was essentially brought in to uh, help a specific individual in a classroom, essentially be able to remain in the classroom for various reasons, but that's not how I operate. I don't just like to do the bare minimum. So I made a point of helping this boy who was struggling in in many other ways to learn the boundaries of what he was able to do and to start working beyond that, to start rewriting the way other people looked at him and the way he looked at himself. And this was a a boy in first grade, but a lot of it was interacting with his therapist and interacting with his teachers and, and, and allowing them to see him in a different light. And so as time went on, I, I kind of got stuck in this position of being an educator, being a teacher. Um, and time went on, my own confidence and my own skill set grew, and I was able to go from being a para to being an assistant teacher to being a full-time teacher to getting a job at a school where 95% of the student population were coming from backgrounds that, you know, it was broken homes and and divorces and they were being raised by their grandparents because their parents were never around. And things just, it just kind of happened that way. Um, And I, I will, I believe in who people can be, not in who they are. I strongly believe in holding people as capable. You know, somebody may not be able to do something at this point. They may not be able to, behave. They may not be able to get control of their schedule, but I believe that um, they will get there. And with the right help and the right guidance, they can do that. You know, throughout my educational career, I always made a point of being the person. I was I was always available, whether it was for my students, whether it was for my other teachers, whether it was for my administrators and uh, my principals. Heck, I even got in trouble <laughs> by one of my principals. Um, they reprimanded me because every day on the way into school, I would stop by the secretary's office and, and say hello to the the you know the three or four secretaries there that were there, and I would wish them good morning and let them know I loved their dress or or their their brooch or whatever it was. You know, I, I made a point of saying hello to everybody, um, and I actually got reprimanded for that because I was, it was I, it was claimed that I was having coffee with the secretaries, which apparently building relationships with people at the time was a bad thing. Anyway, the point being is. I made a point of not just filling my role as a teacher, teaching one plus one equals two or whatever it may be. I made a point of trying to help everybody in their position be the best that they could be. So if it was a student, I was there to help the student become the best that they could possibly be. If it was a fellow teacher, I was there to help those teachers become the best that they could possibly be. Fun fact, there was one school I worked at where I quit three times. At the end of each year, I quit, and then beginning of the next year, they brought me back as a consultant uh, for a class that was having an issue, and I ended up taking over the role because the person quit. <laughs> so that happened three times in a row, and I finally got the hint that clearly I was meant to stay in that place. But that's the thing, is, is you know, throughout those years, I was there for the principals, and I was there to help them and coach them and guide them, even though I don't know that they realized I was doing that. I don't know if I realized I was doing it. I was just making myself available. 
at the end of the day, it boils down to, you know, giving people access to the knowledge that they need in order to accomplish their goals and their life purpose. And that's what I do to this day. I took that from my educational career to where I am now in the the coaching capacity, which we're going to talk about in a second. It's, you know, everybody says knowledge is power. That's a completely false statement. Knowledge is worth nothing. Applied knowledge, on the other hand, is very powerful. And that's what it's about. It's about giving people the, the information that they need, giving them access to that information, and then helping them to apply it. You know, one of my all-time favorite um, Jewish books that I like to study all the time, it's called The Principles of Education and Guidance. And therein, the author, um, one of the, you know, for one of, one of the, the rabbis, the leading rabbis of the Chabad Hasidic movement to which I belong, um, he writes there, he differentiates between a teacher and an educator. A teacher can really do no harm. A teacher at the end of the day is somebody who imparts information. They teach one plus one is two. They teach A, B, C, D, E, F, G. If you teach information wrong, especially in today's day and age, a kid is just going to go and look it up and find it on Google and they'll, they'll correct themselves. An educator, on the other hand, is somebody who builds character. They really connect with an individual. They connect with that person on a deep level and they help them to grow and they help them to change. And I always connected with that idea of being an educator. And so I took that very seriously. But as time went on, you know, I knew and I felt deep down in my bones that for me to stay as a teacher in a classroom, that that was just me staying inside the lines. That wasn't me challenging anything. That wasn't me challenging the status quo. It was very normal for an individual like myself coming from my religious background, coming from my community. There were really kind of two um, paths laid out for us. One was becoming what we call a shliach, an emissary, um, a rabbi who goes out to a far-flung community and, and starts working on building the Jewish community out there, bringing Jews closer to their Judaism. The other one was becoming a teacher. <laughs> Anything else wasn't really an option, interestingly enough. Now, things have changed since then, and people are more welcoming and open to other ideas. But those were the two paths. You know, there's a famous old saying, uh, those who can't do, teach. And those who can't teach, teach gym. Um, that 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 last part is accredited to Jack Black. I think it was in the, was a movie School of Rock or something like that. Anyway, so there's that saying, those who can't do, teach. Well, I felt like I was one of those who couldn't do, so I ended up teaching. Um, but again, as time went on, like I, I, that took on new meaning for me. And that's where coaching comes into play, because for me to stay inside the lines would have been for me to stay as a teacher, teacher in a classroom. That's what I was good at. That's what I was used to. Didn't particularly like it. I liked some of the results that came of it, but I didn't really like what I was doing day in and day out. I loved when my students had breakthroughs. But what I found is that the more I learned for myself and the more I was able to share with adults, you know, the the more meaningful of a life I was living and the greater impact I was having. Now, one of the things that's important to note was that this idea of just being a classroom teacher was not something that was going to stick for a very long time um, because I knew that there was something more out there. But one of the things that I had done in my own personal life was anytime I needed to know something, I went and sought out that information. So for example, when I was getting ready to get married, I was getting ready to start dating, which we'll talk about how we in the, the Chabad Hasidic community do it differently than most of the rest of the world, even the Jewish world. 
But when I was getting ready to start dating to get married, I wanted to get married. I only wanted to have to get married once. So I sought out therapists. I sought out counselors, people who could advise me and coach me and guide me in what it means to have a good relationship. And then I went through the whole dating process and I learned a lot from it. And what I did is I started coaching other individuals on what it means to go through the dating process, what it means to have a positive relationship, what it means to have a good marriage. And from there, it developed and grew into coaching them on life in general. Because what I realized was it wasn't enough to just get married. You had to have something, that, you know, marriage is two people coming together and in pursuit of, of something bigger and better than themselves. So as I started to learn and grow and experience more in my own life, I started to coach and give more. And really what it is nowadays, it's become this idea of acknowledging the fact that so many of us are living inside the lines. And don't worry, we're going to get more into into depth about what does that mean to be living inside the lines or what does it mean to be living outside the lines. Um, But in very, very short, living inside the lines is basically doing things the way they've always been done because they've always been done that way, doing them by rote, even though it doesn't make sense. I'm not necessarily saying to give up on certain things, to get rid of certain things. It's more, well, if we're doing this because we've got to do it, why do we got to do it? You know, the f- most famous example we can ha- we have is uh, go to school, get good grades so you can go to good high school, so you can get good grades so you can go to good college, so you can get good grades so you can go and get a good job, and then you can make money and bring it home to your family and spend the rest of your time, the leftovers of your time with your family. That's very much an inside-the-lines type of job type of career path, type of life. Outside the lines is doing something that makes more more makes sense to you. And again, we're going to get into that. I want to get into this one. This is really just introductory. Um, but again, so, so that's where I kind of got into my coaching was seeing that people were living this life by rote. I was living this life by rote. I wasn't doing anything special with my life. I wasn't doing anything special with my time. I was doing things the way they're meant to be done because that's how everybody did them. And I was sick and tired of it. So I started finding ways out of it. And by doing that, I started sharing that with other people and giving them guidance as to how to do that. And now that's really become a big part of uh, who I am and what I do to this day. You know, I give people the tools and the support that they need to discover their purpose and to pursue it. And here's the thing. Don't get caught up on that idea of discovering their purpose. Well, what if I don't have a big purpose? What if I meant to stay in my job? Well, that may very well be the case. And kudos to you for that. Seriously, like if you are happy with your job or you feel that it is the right thing to do, do it. But here's the thing with purpose. You know, there's a purpose in everything that we do. Even the not good things have a purpose. So when we're discussing this idea of pursuing purpose, it's not so much to say, hey, leave your job, become an entrepreneur, open a nonprofit organization somewhere. That's, That's not necessarily what purpose is. Purpose could be I know I have specific talents and abilities, and I like my job. I like the company I work for, but I feel like my talents and abilities are not being utilized to the fullest extent. So pursuing your purpose would be pursuing the best you can be in that capacity at that location with this place. So that's one of the things I do is, you know, I help you figure out what are you really good at? I was speaking to somebody recently who's great when it comes to managing um, individuals managing uh, money. They're great when it comes to the operational running of things. <laughs> I'm not very good with that. You know, for me, 
I, I struggle with operations and and and, and managing, um, you know, different aspects of a business. So to find somebody who does do that, that's incredible. Now, I can help you find that, and then I can help you figure out what's the best way to capitalize on that, best way to use that, so that you're living the life that you enjoy the most. One of the things that we, you know, I do a lot and work a lot with people is helping them to to challenge what is the norm in, in their society, in their culture, in their religion, in their community. People who feel like they're doing things because they're afraid not to do it that way. So we challenge that. Where is that fear coming from? Maybe it's, you know, well, my parents have given me so much. My family has given me so much. I'd be wrong for not doing what is expected of me. Uh, I'm, I'm calling BS on that. Because they've given you so much so that you can be who you're meant to be. If you not being who you're meant to be, you know, then that, that if you're not going to be all that you can be, then then you're dishonoring all that everybody has done for you. They may not realize what is best for you. They may not know. Obviously, your family and your community and everybody wants what's best for you. It doesn't mean that they necessarily know what is best for you. That's up to you to figure out. And here's the thing. What's best for you is not what's easiest. What's best for you is what's going to challenge you the most. So identifying these scripts that we tell ourselves and rewriting them. One of my all-time favorite books um, you know, by Joseph Campbell. Uh, okay, I believe it's called The Hero with a Thousand Faces. I always get confused between that one and another one uh, by a different author. But the idea, or The Hero's Journey, maybe that's what it was. See, I told you, it was one of those two books, either Hero with a Thousand Faces or The Hero's Journey. Um, you know, I, I strongly believe that we are each these, each of us is this fantastical character who is on a on a journey, on this adventure called life. And along the way, we meet certain people. We meet the 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 rowdy uh, companion. We meet the wise old mentor, you know. And and they help us to rewrite those scripts that we have. At the end of the day, one of the things that I do is I really help individuals to define their path and their purpose, organize their game plan, optimize their ability to accomplish whatever it is that they are setting out to accomplish. Whether it's that career shift, whether it's that promotion, whether it's leaving the career entirely behind and, and starting a nonprofit or starting an entrepreneurial pursuit, whether it's fixing relationships with their wife or their husband, whether it's becoming a better father, whatever it is, boils down to three things. Define, organize, optimize. Define the purpose, define the path, organize your game plan, how are we going to get there, and optimize yourself with your mindset, your mentality, your habits. We look at areas of finances, health, relationships, faith, spirituality, and we go from there. Because really, it is all about you living the best life that you possibly can, you living the life that you are meant to live, not the easy life. And we're going to really dive into that. It's not about living an easy life. It's about living a life of meaning and impact. You look at some of the people who have the most impactful lives, they haven't had easy lives. And the journey has not been easy. Richard Branson, Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, to name a few. You know, these are people that had really challenging lives and even their businesses and their organizations, you know, they were challenging there. So as a coach, it's my, it's my job. I get down in the, in the ditch with you. I get down in the trenches. And I partner up with you to 
figure all of this out. Figure out who are you? Who are you really? What is the direction you're meant to be going? How do you get there? And, you know, I'm really grateful because I didn't do this on my own. I had so many mentors and coaches along the way, people who have helped me and guided me. Um, And, you know, that's one of those things that, you know, any coach that tells you or anybody that tells you I'm a self-made man, don't believe them. Nobody's self-made. If you picked up a book or you watched the video or you listened to a podcast, you're already learning from somebody else. There's no such thing in my book as a self-made man or a self-made woman. I've had so many coaches over the years, and they've played so many different roles in my life, and they've formed me to be who I am today. And so what I try to do is I try to bring that to the table. As for who the show is for, well, this is for anybody who resonates with anything I've said above, you know, anything I said earlier as far as my own personal journey. But really, this is for those people who have this deep feeling that they are meant for more. They're being called to do more. They're living that life that is expected of them. But really deep down, they're not so happy. And they're successful. Don't get me wrong. If you're listening to this and you're successful, you got a good job. You're making good money, maybe. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. But you really want to have an impact. You want to leave a legacy. And not just a legacy of when you die after 120 years, that's a Jewish saying, by the way, um, when you die after 120 years, you know, people say, oh, he left such a wonderful legacy. Nah, why, why do you have to die? Leave a living legacy. In your lifetime, people should be able to acknowledge the good that you've done. Or maybe you don't want people to know that it was you, and that is okay too. But the point is, you are successful in your life. You have a successful marriage. You're a successful parent your career, you're successful in your career or your business, but you feel like there is something more, something more that you can do. You feel that you're kind of doing things because this is how they're always done, and you don't feel like that is fully right. You know, you feel there is there, there, there is something different. Maybe you can have a better relationship than what you have already. You look around, you see your friends are all happily married, but you notice that this husband is making fun of his wife and it doesn't sit so well. This show is really for those people who want to start living a life that is outside the lines, a life where they are not being told what to do, how to do it. They're looking to live a life where they're able to question the things that they've done, not for the, the things that they're doing, not for the sake of throwing them off and writing them off, but for the sake of understanding them better. And that is the thing. Anytime I questioned anything that I was part of or anything I was doing, it was always for the sake of understanding it better. It was never about running away from it. So if that resonates with you, if you're one of these people who believes there's more to life, you're not really happy with the way things are, or you're happy, but you're not happy that you're happy, you feel that there's a bigger, greater impact out there for you that you can have, then this show's for you. In this show, I hope to do some deep dives, one-on-one sessions like this. I'll be bringing on some very awesome, inspirational, motivational guests, people who are already living outside the lines or helping others to live outside the lines. We're going to focus on on four main areas in life. We're going to focus on finances. We're going to focus on, well, finances and career. We're going to focus on relationships. We're going to focus on health. And we are going to focus on spirituality. It's not a religious show. It's not a political show, that's for sure. But it is about 
uniting all of these areas of our life into one cohesive unit, to one form that we can walk out, showing how all of these things complement each other and lead us in the right direction. Once again, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this show tonight. I want to thank you for being a listener. I want to thank you for taking part in this journey. And I want to acknowledge the fact that you are starting to take those steps. So thank you again. And feel free at all times, at any time, to reach out to me. Shoot me an email. Shoot me a message. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, whatever it may be. I'm always happy to connect with people. I love connecting with people. I love chatting with people. That's what I do. That's why I do what I do. So thank you so much for joining and have a wonderful, wonderful evening. I'd say that was a pretty successful broadcast.